Welcome to Muff Movies Live. Thank you for being here. I am your magically delicious host, Mark Soloff. And joining me all the way from Iowa, folks, driving in all the way from Iowa today is my co-host, Dave Stecco. Woo, that's me. Mr. Mischief Managed himself. Amen to that. Welcome back, Mr. Potter. (laughs) Quite delighted to be here. So if you've never heard or seen Muffed Movies before, uh, shame on you, because y'all know me. Um, (laughs) uh, This is a podcast where we create movie parodies. We celebrate the cinema by parodying it uh, using only our minds, of course. (laughs) Don't forget your mind. Our memories is what I mean to say. Some silly voices and the tiniest of notes. Dave. Yes, sir. Do you have any questions? No, no, I, I'm ready to do this. All right, let's rock this out. Okay. Amadeus. <laughs> Star crawl. Movies presents Harry Potter and the Full Sorcerer's Stone. It is a time of wizard existence on the planet of England. Wizards, magic users, sorcerers, and witches all exist, as do fantastical beasts such as dragons, but they hide from the world of the non-magical people, teaching children how to become wizards and getting into wizard battles. Speaking of which, the dangerous wizard war between good and evil has just concluded. Sacrifices were made on both sides, but ultimately good triumphed. Speaking of sacrifices, Lily and James Potter, everybody's favorite adult wizards, were tragically killed by Lord Voldemort, the biggest wizard in America. <laughs> Leaving their child, young Harry Potter, scarred and orphaned. Is this the end of Harry's adventures? Let's find out as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer Stone begins. Smash cut to London, England. Well, probably the suburbs. A privet drive. It is nighttime, maybe midnight even, the witching hour, and we see an old scraggly man wandering around in rags. What's this? No, it's not America. (laughs) It's England, so it can only be a wizard. (laughs) Yes, tis a wizard, my friends. The most famous and powerful wizard we've seen so far in the film, Albus Dumbledore, king of Hogwarts School for Witchcraft and Wizardry. Dumbledore points his BB gun at the lights in the street and magically shoots them out with BBs one at a time, (laughs) chuckling to himself softly as he does. Suckers. (laughs) (laughs) When suddenly, out of the corner of his uh, kind, wizardly eyes, he spots a wee little tabby cat. It says plaintively, when suddenly (laughs) it animorphs into Maggie Smith a.k.a. Professor Minerva McGonagall, another teacher at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Oh, Minerva, you frightened me. I wasn't expecting you here. I've been here for six hours. That's, Minerva, once again, you're parroting my voice and your your ability to imitate any animal is truly spectacular. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) 
oh, did someone say me bad? Says the great Wario in the sky. Uh, the, the shaggy man himself, Hagrid Rubius uh, Smith, comes careening down from the skies on his magical thunder bike. The bike screeches to a comical halt, and Robbie Coltrane, decked out in a huge mane of scraggly hair and great big bushy beard, <laughs> uh, dismounts his f- filthy muggle-looking c- motorcycle. In his huge hands, he holds the swaddled infant baby, Je- baby Harry. <laughs> uh, Fast asleep in his catcher's glove-like hands. Oh, sorry, old Dumbledore didn't have time to clean up the child, still covered in bits of his parents. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Rubius, my favorite groundskeeper or something. Um, We've all been touched by his parents and will keenly feel their loss. And I can tell by your great big blubbering tears... That you don't want to let go of Harry Potter, but we must leave him to these filthy, evil muggles so he doesn't grow up famous and become a dick. (laughs) I've been watching him all day, and they suck. They're the worst people I've ever seen. Yep, well, our job here is done. Hagrid, drop the package on the front doorstep and let's fuck off back (laughs) to magical England. Cheese it, McGonagall. They'll see us. <laughs> Hagrid lays the young swaddled boy who lived on the doormat of the Dursleys. He wipes away one tear and gives a final wistful uh, glance at Harry before igniting a small uh, paper bag of dog dookie. <laughs> uh, we'll miss you, Mr. Potter. Uh, see you in ten years. Ba 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 Smash cut. Ten years later. Woo. Wow, time flies. <laughs> uh, it's the interior of the Dursley's house, and Harry is just waking up inside of his horrible cell. That the, the interior of the interior wall on the interior of their house. <laughs> yeah, so Harry lives under the stairs like some sort of village mutant. And Dudley Dursley, the meanest child in the movie, starts <laughs> stomping on the stairs just like sawdust and dirt are raining down on Harry inside of his little pod. Wake up, Potter! Wake up! It's me flicking birthday, it is! <laughs> Dudley spurts forth into the living room where his terrified aunt and uncle behold him. They reveal that they have given him wrapped 30 presents in the night. But Dudley has a problem with this. What's this? 30 presents? I got 31 last year. Uh, 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 yes, now, Duddies, uh, we will, uh, we will uh, 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 go to the neighbors and buy something from them or buy their dog. Do you like that dog? I hate their dog, but I want you to buy it anyway. <laughs> That's what we'll do, Daddykins, because it's your birthday, and you're such a delightful, corpulent child, but more of a British corpulent. Don't really, really measure an American standard. No, I'm, but... I'm an American <laughs> slim. Yeah. You know what we call a Midwest medium? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Harry finishes up cooking the entire family a four-course breakfast, and uh, they are whisked off. To the uh, London Zoo, smash cut. 
We see the interior of Harry's favorite place in the whole zoo, the disgusting insect and reptile house. Harry looks in at a poor, desperate anaconda that's just uh, uh, just w- wasting away. It doesn't even want to eat the little pinky mice that they keep dropping in for it. It's so clinically depressed. I know how you feel, little snake. I, I Harry Potter, am also clinically depressed. Uh, I guess we're both sort of bred in captivity. <laughs> it's bullshit. Whoa! Harry g- g- farts back on his... Uh, <laughs> his tight buttocks and (laughs) bounces straight back to his feet. You can hear me? What? Do right I can, Harry. Oh my gosh. Are you all right, Snake Man? (coughs) Uh, Do right I can, Harry. You're you're a good kid. I don't talk to anybody else here, but uh, you you understand what it's like to be uh, led a captive lifestyle and just fed tiny pinky mice. Oh, I wish they fed me tiny pinky mice. All I get are small flecks of shaven wood from uh, Uncle Dursley's uh, workshop. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty miserable. Yeah. Oh, wow. My empathy seems to have dissolved the glass of the terrarium and the snake uh, is suddenly liberated. Oh my God, freedom, freedom at last. All the other snakes and insects look on with great scorn as the anaconda slowly slithers its way past a horrified school group. And straight to Dudley. Where it coils him up in an evil embrace. Do you want me to kill him, Harry? I'll do it for you. It's my birthday soon, but not yet. (laughs) Better not. All right, I'll just get out there into the streets of London, where I'm sure I'll be safe as a 12-foot-long anaconda (laughs) and totally not put down. (laughs) All right, bye-bye. Cheerio. (laughs) Dudley squeaks and squirms, and Aunt Petunia screams for no reason at all. Smash cut. Back to the Dursley's house. Uh, Harry is thrust bodily back into his freak hole, and Uncle Vernon gives him a good dressing down for talking to snakes. It's, uh, I'm sorry, Uncle Vernon, it's like it was magic. I had nothing to do with it. I'll have no talk of magic in this house, because there's no such thing as magic, but there is such a thing as neglect. Now get back in your hole, and I'm going to go grab the broom, and you will be punished later. Oh, not the broom. Suddenly, Harry spots a strange sight outside the window. It's a, a tawny barn owl? What? Now, I've heard of British foxes going around and eating the garbage from the trash, but an owl is very unusual for this neighborhood and, and geographical location. And what's this in the owl's mighty beak? It's not a little pinky mouse. It's a fucking letter stamped with a wax seal. Tap, tap, tap. The owl taps like the ghastly raven upon the chamber door. Uh, Uncle Vernon sees it and immediately shutters the curtains. Oh, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. There's no no such thing as magic or owls that know about letters. (laughs) Go to to sleep, boy. Grabs the bust of Pallas from above the chamber door, throws it at Harry. Get back in your hole, you. Very nice. Good reference. Uh, Yes, um, 
is flash cut to the next morning. Uh, Vernon Dursley steps out of his quaint uh, British house and sees his yard has been littered, not with um, plastic forks or whatever kids do these days to mess with old people, (laughs) but with owls. Owls all carrying identical letters in their hooves and talons and wings and tiny little fanny packs. Oh, no. Mostly letters. I would say there's like 10% pinky mice. Those those owls didn't get the message. (laughs) Yeah. Some of them are like, Harry needs us. (laughs) No time. Bring a snack. (laughs) Ah! Vernon turns around and immediately uh, starts hammering nails into his front door. He knew this day would come, and he always dreaded it. Uh, no post. There's no post, everyone. Stay inside your house. Bunker down. It's it's the end of the world, probably. (laughs) Um... Uncle Vernon is just having a conniption. Everybody's freaking out. The Dursleys, by the way, are like real emotional people. Yeah, they, they just live at 10. Yeah. Like, there is no half, mas- half measures in that household. They're either threatening Harry or screaming like bloody murder <laughs> about something. But this time they have reason to scream because suddenly the fireplace erupts a tidal wave of postage and all these letters start just zinging out gambiting across the house (laughs) just slapping vernon in the face and chest harry grabs one they're my letters they're my letters and vernon puts him in a chokehold you'll never read what's in the contents of that letter boy we're going somewhere far far away where no one can write to us Uh, daddy's lost his mind (laughs) says uh suddenly timid um dudley yes and his mother just a single tear tear rolls down his cheek because she knows he's right Mm -hmm. smash cut the middle of nowhere, <laughs> bleak waves breaking upon what appears to be a half-finished lighthouse. Mm-hmm. There's like um, an, a shipwreck and like a, a half-unearthed statuette of the evil Lord Cthulhu. It's just like a real desolate, isolated spot. The geography is all wrong. <laughs> um, uh, Harry quietly wishes himself a happy birthday facing the corner and he's um tied some loose bits of filth together to represent a small cake Uh, blow out your candles harry he says to himself (laughs) and he blows hard on the cake It, it dissolves under the pressure of his um sad sad breath suddenly Bong, bong, the bong of 12 happens, and Harry realizes, Lahayam, he is now a man. <laughs> it's, he's probably 10, maybe 11, whatever the age of being a wizard is, he's become. Smash, crash, double dash. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Hagrid, the half-human, half-giant, does an elite combo move and smashes down the Dursley's dingy shack's door. Everyone screams as this eight-foot-tall monster man trundles in on huge feet. Happy birthday, Harry! (laughs) It's me, your old friend from 11 years ago. I don't know what you're talking about. Have you come to kill us all? Oh no, I didn't experience any joy in life. 
<laughs> well, that's over now. How would you like to live in a world of mystery and magic where there's no higher education? Everyone just goes to high school and that's it. <laughs> Is it wait a minute. Are you taking me to Redline VR, the hottest <laughs> new place in Chicago to experience <laughs> VR games and some improv shows? I got a coupon in the mail. <laughs> All right. What a great time. <clears throat> but wait a minute. Did, did you say w -w -w wizards? Well, I've got this official document. This is uh, the 11,000th copy we've sent. Oh. Don't worry, that comes out of your account. You guys must hate trees. Have you never heard of the internet? It's the early 90s, so it technically exists. Maybe in NORAD or something. I can quite calmly assure you that no, we in the wizarding world have not heard of the internet. Oh. Okay, well, I guess I'll just read this. Quick second. Yeah. Your uncle's got a shotgun pointed at me. I'm going to handle that. <laughs> Who do you think you are, you giant man? You can't take my, um, <laughs> my little servant that I get free labor out of. You just turn the beat around and get on your flying motorcycle and never darken our doorstep again. I'll not be bossed nast by the likes of you. And he grabs his one giant meatball fist and just... Warner Brothers cartoons the shotgun into a bow tie. Oh, my. <laughs> it's just like my dream foretold. <laughs> the great man has come to kill us all. <laughs> Please make it quick, you evil bastard. Uh, no, no, I don't want to kill you. I just want to steal the child and, uh, you know, stick him somewhere where you, you can't follow. I'm not here for killing. Just stealing the child. Well, okay, says uh, Fiona Shaw, a.k.a. Aunt Petunia. I guess that's fine. One less mouth to feed. It's, it's the child we don't like, right? It's, it's the thin one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't want the other one. You can tell he's soiled already. <laughs> he's been warped by your uh, particular political ideology. There's no coming back from that. What you call love has already irreparably damaged him. Anyway, <laughs> look forward to a real uh, life full of tumult, young man. Uh, I'm taking Harry. He grabs Harry uh, by the scruff of the neck like he's his little kitten in, in his jaws. And, <laughs> and I will wish you all a very fuck you and a happy birthday, Harry. Flume! They flume off on a motorcycle at midnight into the sky. Smash cut. The next morning... Yeah. yeah, they're in a pub. You know, I don't think Harry Potter got to sleep at all. And he's 11. And he just got abducted by a big man. I assume he was awake all day. And then it's the next morning. And guess what? It's not nap time. No. It's time to learn about your new environment. First, we got to nip into this pub. You got to know where to go to uh, get information. Oh, Harry. okay, okay. So um, are these all wizards then, Hagrid? Look at their hats. Of course they are. <laughs> they are stupid hats. Nothing but stupid hats from hell to breakfast, Harry. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. My hat is not stupid. It's actually a highly fashionable t t t turban. It's weird that I'm wearing it, but, um, you know, it was a, it was a different time, and the author has some interesting ideas. So, uh, frightfully nice to meet you, Harry Potter. Uh, Professor Quirrell, the scaredest man available, puts on a latex glove 
and uh, like a, a, a dandy fop uh, presents his fingers for Harry to shake. <laughs> Don't touch the flesh, please. Mm, Harry grabs a, a trembling finger and shakes it up and down. Pleased to make your acquaintance, sir. <laughs> the finger makes an audible smack. <laughs> Never mind that. Uh, off to do wicked, I mean, uh, excellent things. <laughs> Quirrell uh, is, turns into his slime form and sneaks out underneath the door. Hagrid, who was that? Oh, that's one of the great professors of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. That's Professor Quirrell. He will teach you how to defend your life against very dangerous things. I think it's a, a nepotism hire. I don't know. Like, for real? Like, he's, he's, he's going to be the one who t- teaches me to defend myself. Yeah, you'd think it would be me, but no. I'm not allowed to do uh, sub-magic, I guess, because, well, you'll learn about this in later books, but I had a real weird thing happen with a spider, and <laughs> we don't like to talk about it. Yeah, no, no, it makes, it, that tracks. You've endangered me plenty already. We've known each other 12 hours. Well, good, then you're ready for level two. Hagrid <laughs> creaks open the door to Diagon Alley. And John Williams is there playing his magical bassoon. Uh, Harry is, is graced with this amazing high street of weirdos and freak munches, all sorts of uh, kinky goblins <laughs> and pterodactyls. Just berobed weirdos rubbing elbows with the well-to-do, e- theoretically. Ewoks and G-walks <laughs> and all sorts of um, higgledy-piggledies. Uh, <laughs> A family of Monchichi scurries through the street. <laughs> yeah, Monchichi. We all remember Monchichi. Uh, Anpanman, the popular Japanese superhero who's made out of a red bean pastry, is there. <laughs> oh, my God. They all just came from Motherworld Theater because <laughs> they love sci-fi and fantasy, and we got to give a shout-out to Otherworld Theater. <laughs> Thanks for hosting us. Why, Harry, this is me old pal, Gudetame. <laughs> Hello, I'm Gudetama. I'm a lazy egg. And, um, hey, Harry, it's a pleasure to meet you as a boy who lifts. Um, I'm too lazy to really go around, but you should check out Gringotts Bank. They've got so many golden coins, just like the gold of my egg yolk body. Anyway, hajime maste. Sayonara. Jane, bye-bye. <laughs> Uh, Gudetama uh, exits stage left, and Hagrid smacks himself comically on his huge five head. Oh, I almost forgot. You're rich now, for uh, in-game currency, that is. It has no real-world value. <laughs> Let's go to Gringotts Bank, where no one is an anti-Semitic stereotypical monster. Well, you didn't think your, your parents dying was a total tragedy, did you? Uh, yes, I kind of thought it was. Oh, oh no, you got quite rich, so it was, you know, kind of kind of for the best. Oh, good. Uh, did they invest in crypto? No, they seemed very middle class. We were all surprised by how much money they had. Huh, fishy. Anyway, uh, welcome to Gringotts Bank, says an evil usury-committing goblin. A real Shylock warlock. <laughs> just, uh, just, just the the worst interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I suppose you'll be wanting some of my money. I mean, it's technically your money, but I, I think of it as mine. I make the money pay rent. <laughs> Is there another Warwick Davis we could speak with? <laughs> yes, I'm another Warwick <laughs> Davis. Excellent. Uh, right this way, uh, the small uh, rubber-handed goblin leads them uh, with an unnecessary, unnecessary lantern. Uh, down the vault corridor, and uh, he asks Hagrid for the key. Oh, sure, I think I got it on me somewheres. Hagrid pulls out the most magical-looking sword of Excalibur key ever. It glows in a heavenly aura. Uh, Morty surrounds it. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the wrong key. That's Dumbledore's private key for his you-know-what. <laughs> and this little key is for Harry. Oh, Harry, don't pay no attention to what I just revealed. Uh, he hands the goblin the key, and the goblin knoblins up that vault. <laughs> We're spending so long doing this. H- inside the vault is a bunch of riches. Hooray, Scrooge McDuck erupts forth. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. But don't forget to grab a handful for your pocket for no reason. There's nothing weird about a child with a pocket full of gold. I'm sure no one will try to take advantage of me or harm me walking around town with this much money just in my pocket. Nope, we're in England. <laughs> Uh, oh, hold on. One other thing. We have to make another stop at an undisclosed location, which I could totally disclose because I'm going to take you there. Okay. And uh, grab something, and we will never speak of it again. Mm. The uber banker, Goblonius Rex, who has been blinded and deafened by magical means so that even he can never see what's in the special vault, uses his keen sense of echolocation (laughs) to find the vault of Albus Dumbledore. (laughs) He sticks the heavenly key in and with a John Williams flourish opens up the vault from uh, uh, Pulp Fiction and <laughs> Ving Rhames' soul glows gold, lighting up the whole hallway. Hagrid leans in, grabs it, stuffs it in a McDonald's wrapper, puts it in his pocket. What was it? What was it, Hagrid? What was it? Ooh, ooh, ooh. There are things I can't allow you to know about Harry, even though I'm really the worst person to be chosen for this and bringing a child along is absolutely reckless endangerment, even if you're not sure to what degree at this point. Okay, well, I guess we should split up for a bit then, eh? Best idea ever. You've got plenty of gold, right? Yeah. Okie dokie. I'll be in the pub. Okay. I guess I'll just figure out what school supplies I need. Um, Harry uh, uses his dowsing rod for school supplies by taping a number two pencil to the end of it, and it points towards Ollivander's wand shop. Smash cut to the shop of that guy from Alien 1. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this time he has far less parasites in his belly, but maybe a parasite or two in his ideology. He, Mr. Ollivander, pokes his head up from behind his desk. He was just sniffing some fresh wands. (gasps) Is that who I think it is? Harry Potter, the boy who lived. Well, yes, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm alive, so... Come in, boy, <laughs> and know me better, man, he says, and uh, uh, gestures for Harry to come in and sit down on the seat of getting judged. Now, as you know, every wizard or witch requires a wand to do their magic because your fingers 
uh, even though they're wand-shaped, <laughs> are not made of wood, and magic can only travel through wood. It's like the opposite of electricity. Your fingers <laughs> will explode. <laughs> You'll learn more of that in um, anti-science class. <laughs> Uh, let's test out some wands. Normally you go into the changing room to try on your wand, but I want to watch you wiggle it around. So here's a wand. It comes straight from Belarus. It's called the Stump Hammer. He hands Harry uh, just like a square chunk of, um, uh, give me a, a wood word. Of wood? Thank you. (laughs) A square chunk of maple. A hairy gingerly holds it. What do I do with this fucking thing? Well, go on, boy. Give it a a wave. Harry waves the wand, and an entire wall of the establishment collapses, turning into ash and little cockroaches. (laughs) Oh, that's not good. That wasn't a spell. That's just shoddy craftsmanship. I shall find another wand for you. And he listens as though the wands are speaking to them and no one else can hear what they're saying. Hey, Ollivander, hey, it's me, a talking wand. Not now. Hey, there are children here. Hey, hey big boy, you want to wave me around? I need, to, I need to imply that I am eternal, that maybe I don't die and I remember everything I've ever done. Yeah, you got a photographic memory, so let's make some new memories, Mr. Ollivander. Later, let's get rid of the kid. Okay, 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 says the super seductive wand. (laughs) Uh, Perhaps this complete onyx wand, made out of what some would call dragon glass, will uh, tickle your sorcerer's fancy. Uh, Harry waves the um, Game of Thrones wand, and it completely skeletonizes a taxidermied horse that (laughs) Ollivander had in the corner. (gasps) Silva, no! (laughs) He says, clutching his heart. I'm sorry, that was my mistake. I shouldn't have given you one of those evil wands. Oh, speaking of which... A look crosses across, uh, goes across Ollivander's face like, well, this will be fun. Harry, try this wand. (laughs) The wand has an evil aroma and (laughs) smells like perhaps the the most sinister of all birds has given one feather to line its core. Uh, Truly, it must have been assisted in its creation by the phoenix, the darkest animal in the X-Men series. Ah, you see, Harry. Oh, uh, okay, hold it up. Harry holds the wand. Da-da-da-da. You got the wand, says AOL. And (laughs) they can tell they're going to be good friends. Harry Potter audibly levels up. (laughs) Ooh, another heart appears in my inventory. Um, Yes, how funny to me. You see, Harry... The phoenix that dropped its feather, which lines the core of that wand, only dropped one other feather, which lines the core of the wand that gave you that very scar. He points at a mole on Harry's cheek. (laughs) (laughs) Harry just gently reaches up and adjusts his hand to point to his forehead. Oh, yes, that very (laughs) scar. You see, I remember every wizard I sell a wand to, but I have face blindness, so... (laughs) doesn't do me a lot of good when I'm meeting people for the second time. They think I'm a real asshole. Classic monkey's paw. (laughs) 
<laughs> but that's Ollivander. <laughs> um, uh, wait, are you telling me the person who tried to kill me uh, had the brother wand to this one? Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. I just wanted to see what would happen. I mean, I'm sure nothing special is, is, is about that. It's like me buying a Toyota Prius and then a very bad person buying another one off the same factory line. Or like if you got a uh, a dragonling and then it, there was two dragonlings and and then a bad person got the other. I don't know what a Prius is. Oh, I, I'm sorry. It's Muggle talk. Anyway, thank you for the wand. I'm not paying. <laughs> Smash cut to Hagrid and Harry standing trembling at the London train station. Oh, I tell you what, these giant mechanical animals never sat right by me, Harry. I, I mean, is it the god of the mountain that I'm looking at or what? Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to leave you here and get back on my uh, comfortable WarioWare bike. And uh, uh, you navigate through here. Get on the uh, platform at nine and three quarters and uh, m- mount the train to the, the, the Hogwarts Express, which will take you through Scotland probably. And then you'll go to Magic Castle. Do not sleep, Harry. <laughs> you must be up for 48 hours or they will not let you on the magic boats because you got to be in kind of a flexible mind state or the rays don't work. Anyway, see you. <laughs> Do you have any information on exactly how I find the platform? Are you going to help me at all? For a big man, he can well move. And Hagrid has disappeared. <sighs> Harry is left with just muggle authority figures. He walks up to a man in a smart British train costume, <laughs> spinning a sign. Uh, cricket wireless, cricket wireless, come, in, come on in and get your uh, discount. Excuse me, sir, have you seen Platform 9 and 3 quarters? Sort of, eh? I ain't got time in the likes of you. So Harry has to leave. Then his eye catches on another magical creature. What is this, a redhead? (laughs) Wow, I haven't found someone to make fun of in a very long time. But being British and not redheaded, it's my stately duty to talk shit about these guys. Hey, Ginger! (laughs) Harry Potter is frozen in his tracks. It's not just one ginger. Oh. It's a whole family of them. Uh Uh-oh. I better mind my manners. They could take me apart in under two seconds. Like piranhas, these gingers are. Um, yeah, sorry. It's a weird thing in England where they're discriminatory against redheads. It's like they don't have enough diversity, so they get you by hair color. Um, yeah, sorry, British listeners. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, come right this way, boys. Uh, Ronald, you first. Uh, it is Mrs. Weasley, the nicest, most maternal figure we've ever seen. Ever. Sorry, Mom. Um, and she is ushering in her gaggle of red-headed children uh, through the wall. It's like a CGI effect, and they're just pushing all their suitcases and steamer trunks and penny-farthing bikes and top hats through this wall. Uh, best go through the wall at a bit of a run if you're feeling scared, because nothing helps alleviate fear more than running straight headfirst into a brick wall. And also because the real fear is the people coming behind you that don't know you're standing right in front of the portal. So you really should just keep running once you get through the wall or you will be dashed by the people behind you. It's like getting off an escalator like where a child has just gotten off in front of you and they just want to spend some time looking around at the bottom. It's like, okay, if I can move, I can move, here I come. Anyway, Harry passes through like a knife through butter. Magic butter. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you uh, can't believe it's butter. <laughs> and uh, he mounts the Hogwarts Express with a uh, uh, little difficulty. Smash cut to the interior of the train car. Harry sits down next to Ron Weasley, child wizard. Um, Ron, as you can definitely tell, is a bit shoddy. He's wearing hand-me-down robes. He has dirt on his face for no reason. <laughs> like, he was just traveling with his mother. Did she not notice? Why is he rubbing his face in dirt? We'll never know. He was uh, single-handedly responsible for teaching an entire generation the word gormless. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> yeah. He did that for us. Um, speaking of gormless choices, voice choice. Uh, let's give Ron Weasley an interesting character voice to do. What do you think? Just yell it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. I'm looking forward to doing that for another hour and a half. <laughs> Thank you, though. Thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> oh, my stars and garters. Is it Harry Potter's himself? Hi. I'm, how did you know my name? You're famous, Harry. It's me, Ron Weasley, uh, from the Weasley family. You went through the portal with us. Oh. Yeah, and um, you're famous, and uh, it's great to meet you, and we maybe we'll be friends. You seem very poor. Is it because I'm only wearing this little loincloth? Part of it. Yeah. And wispy hair. Terribly emaciated. <laughs> poor dental work. As, as if summoned by his mention. A, a dinging bell, and a, and a kindly old woman pushes a cart to the entrance of their of their train car. Ding dong! Hey, you you kids want some uh, cho choco frogs? You want you want some gummy blossoms? You want a mechanical snake candy? How about how, how about you, skinny kid? You, you look like you, you could use some high-calorie high foods. Uh, do, uh, do you have a raw and wriggling fish? Oh, you're I'm the I'm the skinny kid normally. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, you know what? Uh, I see you're a bit skint, and so, uh, <laughs> oh boy, uh, Harry uh, just chucks his um, his little coin purse at the trolley um, matron, and <laughs> I mean, I assume she's a witch, and her job is to serve candy to kids on a train. Like Hogwarts doesn't produce people who are having awesome lives all the time i mean who knows maybe she loves it and also this kid who she doesn't recognize just pulls out one of those dollar bill guns and just pulls the trigger <laughs> oh here's my pockets full of gold i'll take all of your inventory so you can get yelled at for the rest <laughs> of the day by all the other hungry kids flash forward to harry and ron pigging out from the wigging out they are just enjoying, consuming, sentient candy. Uh, Harry opens up one chocolate frog package, and the frog, rather than be chomped to death, decides to take its own life and leaps out of the moving vehicle. <laughs> oh, bad luck that is. Uh, you know, they only got one good jump in them. That's why I like to tear right into them right immediately through the packaging. Although when I do, I don't get a wizard card. He holds up, Goblin the, the Weasel holds up uh, a Dumbledore trading card, and we are introduced once again to our favorite vagrant from Privet Drive. 
Oh, there he goes. He's gone now. The card only gets one good jump in it, too. <laughs> Harry just looks back at, at all the things that he doesn't understand, like what things are okay to eat, what things are probably going to make him suffer to some degree. When, who's this? But another student comes knocking on the door. Knack, knack, knack. Harry Potter trying to be polite with just a bunch of jaloos running down his chin from the mouth full of gooey what's-his. Uh-huh. It's Hermione Granger, who's so smart that uh, she... She had to get an extension for her brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has an auxiliary brain box that lives magically back home. <laughs> it's cloud computing. And that is, uh, her hair helps with the uh, reception. Mm-hmm. That's why it's crazy. Excuse me, I'm Hermione Granger, in case you didn't know. I enjoy studying, she says, holding out a book as if to prove the point. I read at a 12th year level. Um, I see you boys don't have your robes on. You haven't read Hogwarts. Colon. <laughs> a primer on your first day at school. Well, I happen to take it to take the liberty of making some photocopies for the slower students. So here you are. It's in large font. La la la. Um, your glasses are broken. Hermione says, snapping Harry's glasses in half. <laughs> Looks like you could use some smart magic. This was invented by the Ravenclaws, who have no other characteristics other than being smart. Hermione, um, Oculus Reparis is the um, VR glasses that Harry has. <laughs> wow, you fixed me glasses. Yeah, but there's nothing I can do about Ron Weasley's stupid face. <laughs> you got me. Ron, you've got um, a bit of wispy hair down in, in one eye, if you could just uh. get that. <laughs> Ron uh, uh, tries to clean himself up, and his uh, scant hair falls out. (laughs) (laughs) Smash cut to the beach of Hogwarts Castle. If you thought Normandy was exciting, (laughs) well, you're wrong. It was a terrible day. You uh, adjust how you feel about history. Yeah, get, get your get your gear together. Um, there are uh, gondolas piloted by nothing but thin air, or so it seems. It's actually the souls of the damned. Um, <laughs> and the little tiny first-year British students are being whisked across this dreamy lake, across to Hogwarts Castle in all its uh, Disney splendor. John Williams' music makes us feel special and alive. And the great professor of transfiguration herself, Minerva McGonagall, Anna Magics herself from a fire hydrant into a woman again. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) Um, She snooches all the boochies around her and gives them a bit of an address before they are permitted through the entrance door. Now, students, uh, you, you are just about to enter Hogwarts Castle, and um, you will be sorted into houses. Your house is like your family. Uh, you know, you all wear the same color, and you all root for the same sports team, and you hate everyone else who's different than you. Are these gangs, Professor McGonagall? Oh, excellent. Very good point, Neville Longbottom. Uh <laughs> These are like your gangs, and you must fly their colors at all times. 
Are we expected to visit violence on those who oppose us? No, that is the way of the dark arts. Uh, you just um, have to be shitty to other students who are not like you. It's the British way. And, um, oh, also, the authority figures will be judging you at all times because we quantify your existence by giving you points. Every time you obey the rules and comply, you get points. And every time you do something of your own free will, you shall be penalized. <laughs> The house that wins the most points at the end of the year wins the Hogwarts Cup for maybe a week before they go home for the summer and then it starts all over again. But that cup... Will there be any themed bunting if we win? There'll be bunting galore, my friend. (laughs) Magic bunting. I shall comply with all the rules. Oh, excellent. I like you, Logbottom, but not that much. Um... (laughs) Suddenly, out of I'll get handsome one day. You'll rue the day you cross Neville Longbottom. If I see you get hunky, I will eat my goddamn crooked hat. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Snickers, the hyena-like crab and goyle. Goyle. Two (laughs) mean-ass children who are flanking the brains of the operation their shitty blonde leader, Draco Malfoy. Dun dun dun, the one percenter of Hogwarts. Uh, Malfoy has a, a shitty, mean British kid voice. Yeah. But yeah. I think let's pepper it up with some spice. Yeah. But we can't touch his shitty dye job, though. That stays as it is. Don't touch that dye? Voice choice. Who would you like Malfoy to sound like? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, (coughs) Tangerine, tangerine. It looked the size of a tangerine. (coughs) Well, well, well. If it isn't Harry Potter, come to Hogwarts at last, at long last. It's me, Draco Malfoy. Uh, This is Crab, this is Goyle, and uh, Harry... It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, but you don't want to hang out with a real knob like a Weasley child. They're poor and they're stupid, and uh, you want to know who your real friends are. It's me and other dark wizards. Your voice is haunting. I think I'll just hang out with the Weasleys. Yes, we know good from bad. Ron says, scrabbling all over <laughs> Harry's shoulders. <laughs> All right, then. You've uh, made your point, and um, I will see you in hell, Harry Potter. You've, <laughs> you've made a great enemy this day. Uh, come on, Crab. Come on, Goyle. Uh, carry me <laughs> th- through the trellis. Smash cut to the dining hall. The most magic dining hall of all. There are candles hanging in the wind, and... The ceiling looks like it's just the night sky. Hermione Know-It-All Granger uh, whispers to her trio of buddies, um, it's not actually the sky. It's actually uh, a spell that makes it look like the sky because um, we don't like being exposed to the elements. <laughs> Harry instantly starts thinking, so this is the only time we get to choose our own friends just in this few minutes before we're told who our friends are? 
Yes, says a sapient hat, <laughs> reading his mind from across the room. Uh, now, now, Hatticus Baticus, uh, uh, let, let, uh, let us introduce your whole spiel before you start reading minds and flaying them. Uh, greetings, students. I am uh, the first version of Albus Dumbledore. Uh, welcome to Hogwarts. In just a moment, you will be uh, further quantified and judged by a member of the staff here, uh, the sorting hat. But first, a few warnings. Number one, do not go to the third floor of the castle or you will die a grisly, bloody death. Oh, it haunts my dreams to this very day. And second, do not enter the Forbidden Forest. It's forbidden for a reason. There are nude centaurs just <laughs> playing around. And some things are not for the eyes of children. By accepting a ride on the boat across the moat, you have all also, by doing so, accepted the waiver of responsibilities and uh, you have no legal recourse should you uh, miserably die or be hexed, uh, cursed, blasted, chewed, or subject to a naked centaur. I hope I don't get immolated. Harry says to Hermione, You don't even know what that means. You daft, Harry! <laughs> you daft! Get, out, get off it and tell it! Okay. <laughs> um, well, with that out of the way, it's time to hat some heads. Introducing the starting lineup of Hogwarts first years, Neville Longbottom! Dumbledore plops the sorting hat right on Longbottom's head. It consumes most of his memories and <laughs> spits out Gryffindor. Uh, next, they move on to Sally Bones. A Hufflepuff. What's next? Uh, the unctuous, oily Draco Malfoy. The hat doesn't even touch his head. It like curls back in disgust. It's going to be a long night, kids, because I hate the feel of Slytherin brains, and there's enough of you to fill out a first-year cohort. Anyway, you're Slytherin just because I don't like you. And then Harry Potter is up at hat. Ooh, the sorting hat says, relishing the moment as it slowly and luxuriously settles over his head. Its small tinterhooks latch on to the side of Harry's uh, bangs and slowly start to worm their way in into his temples. Lots of pain here. Lots of suffering, repression, yes. Anything but Slytherin, anything but Slytherin. Uh, I, anything but Slytherin, fear is the mind killer. Anything I could but... make you a Slytherin, you know. I know, please don't. <laughs> Slytherins seem to be total dicks. It just seems like you're very nervous, so I'm just going to give voice to all of you in a most fierce uh, way. While I... everyone stares at you. This is t absolutely unfair. I am a child. I've been through a whole lot. I'm very anxious. I've, I've been up for 48 hours. Just put me in, like, um, I don't know, neutral house. This entire exchange is silent inside Harry's head while everyone else just awkwardly wonders why it's taking so long. Yeah, just watching him, like, his eyes rolling back in his head, just twitching and drooling as he communes <laughs> at the hat. Never has this ever happened before. I've never seen such a fun display of <laughs> brain sorcery. Well, Harry, there's plenty of... Courage, I suppose. I could put you in Gryffindor if you want to be a hero. 
I, I just want to be Harry. I'm just Harry. Maybe is there a safe house where the adults are nice to you and you get an education and can grow up good? I have other plans for Hufflepuff. Gryffindor! <laughs> hey, must be the money. All the good guys cheer, and Harry is given his Gryffindor tattoo. <laughs> And by tattoo, I mean cattle brand. <laughs> Grade A student, it says. Um, the prefect leads them to the Gryffindor common room, and they all go to sleep in a big pile. Sorry, the beds will arrive tomorrow. <laughs> Smash cut. Um, we, we're already uh, an hour in, so we're going to go ahead and skip transfigurations. Sorry, um, cat friends and go straight to potions class oh baby potions class um harry sits ready willing and able to take notes on everything the professor says and oh my gosh that professor has a thing or two to say alan rickman in all of his Trent Reznor, the perfect drug music video glory. <laughs> Just the crows in with his black cape and his eyeliner and his Neil Gaiman nev- uh, uh, Sandman yeah. uh, 1980s awesomeness. He instantly wraps himself up like a fruit bat and looks angrily at all these fucking kids he has to fucking teach. Welcome to potions class. I know a lot of you would rather be in a interesting class, but if you pay attention, the select flu of frog. <laughs> he puts down his gin. <laughs> a select few of you will learn how to brew fame and uh, simmer glory and create a reduction of immortality itself. Now, Alan Rickman... Yeah, I could just teach you poisons. (laughs) Alan Rickman is so fucking, like, awesome in this. He's so quiet and so, like, chilling... Um, and he's just talking about, like, I can teach you how to put goos in gobgobs. Uh, but he's so intense. I love the commitment that that actor put into, like, what could have been just, like, the Percy Jackson of movies. Sorry, Percy Jackson fans. <laughs> I assume they didn't go very well. This fall at the theater, Muff Movies does the Percy Jackson series. Aye, aye, aye. I wish Otherworld hadn't put up Jackson, the unofficial <laughs> Percy Jackson play. Um, just, it's just nothing but Cyclops. That's it. <laughs> um, speaking of Cyclopses, uh, the Cyclops student next to <laughs> Harry is leaning over, reading off his notes. Um Now, if some of you would pay attention to my goddamn words, you could learn something. Uh, Severus Snape says he pokes his wand into the Cyclops' eye. (laughs) And he slams a hand down on Harry's open journal, which is taking notes of everything Snape said. Pay attention, goddammit. Like, what, 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 what? Does he just want eye contact? Is this a, a play and he wants his full undivided attention? I don't know. I have practiced this speech 17 times and you will look upon me when I deliver it. 
sorry, sir. I, I, I'll stop taking notes and just listen. No, it's, it's ruined. Everyone leave the room. We're going to start over again. Okay. <laughs> Everyone leaves the room. Smash cut. Broom class. And broom class is one of the few classes where the wizards get to go outdoors. And they are taught by the cat-like Madam Hooch, who I'm sure we'll see a lot throughout the series. She's, oh, she's wearing her steampunk goggles, and she's just like my favorite tough wizard witch in the whole world. She's like, all right, class, it's time to cut the shit and get on a broom. Now, your broom is uh, on the ground. I want you to hold your hand over it and say up. And if you're magic, it'll go up. And that's all the instruction I'm giving you. These brooms want nothing more than to break your spines. <laughs> you must dominate these brooms. Ride them. You are in control because they would love to destroy you. <laughs> yeah, the brooms click clack about, <laughs> snarling at the children, waving their bristles at them. <laughs> <laughs> up, up, says uh, Harry timidly, and his broom like gently hovers two inches above the floor. Um, up, says Hermione, and instantly gets the broom in her hands. There's a, a saddle on it. She's feeding it apples. <laughs> I want to braid your hair, broom. You shall be named Broomy. Why won't my broom work? Says Ron Weasley, just <laughs> humping the broom on the ground. Up, 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 up. Uh, just biting into its bristles. Hello, dear sweet broom, says Neville Longbottom, as it wheels around, biting his hand clean off. <laughs> oh my god! The flesh of the servant unwillingly given. Oh, my hand! Oh no! The broom, a wild Mustang of a broom, uh, bucks and begocks off into the skies, never to be seen again. Madam Hooch turns her... Oh, fucking shit. <laughs> Old Black Beauty snipped you, did she, Neville? I told you never to pet... Well, I didn't tell you. Never pet a broom in its face. Well, let's get you to the hospital wing. There's an entire wing of the castle, which is a school, which is a hospital. That should tell you something, kids. Anyway, none of you, while I am gone... Uh, get on your brooms and mess with each other or do anything interesting, okay? Just stand there. I'll be back. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> they leave. Is she gone? Yeah, she's gone, says the Cyclops. Can we make these brooms fight each other? Yes, they should fight each other for our amusement. I think that these brooms are majestic creatures we should use to be flying says Hermione. Oh, a majestic creature, you think? What a goody good. You're so dumb, and so is every Gryffindor. In fact, I notice Neville Longbottom left behind this Pokeball toy, and me, being a real piece of shit slivering, I'm Draco Malfoy, by the way, uh, I'm going to take it and throw it on the bloody roof. Now, here we go, Broomy! Draco Malfoy has obviously been practicing the broomical arts at home with his evil housekeeper. <laughs> Hold on, Malfoy, you can't do that, Harry says, mounting his um, speeder bike <laughs> and uh, flying up to match Malfoy in the sky. Oh, and I suppose you're going to stop me. What you going to do, knock me off my broom and kill me? That'll look real good on your uh, house points for the year. But what if I just took the bowl from you? I, I don't think I need... 
do I have to try to kill you? <laughs> it just feels like there's a lot of situations here that go right to life-threatening. I just want my friend's ball back. Oh, just a friend's ball back. All right. Here's his ball. Fetch, idiot. Uh, Draco Malfoy throws the ball into an active volcano. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Harry Potter takes a deep sigh and says, well... I guess I just is what we have to do because fuck Slytherin now. <laughs> yeah, Harry's been through worse living with the Dursleys. So he flies up, does a double cartwheel on his broom and plunges deep into the red hot magma. And there is a period of seconds, hushed, tense silence where all the students think Harry has been extinguished. But then... Ba-ba-ba-ba, he raises like a Christ from the lava. You remember that part of the Bible. Uh, Holding the scorching Pokeball aloft, it shatters in his hand, and Charmander is born (laughs) unto the earth. Char, it says. Oh, what a blessed occasion. Harry uh, triumphantly waggles the newborn Pokemon around, and out of her seventh-story window... Minerva McGonagall sees a young boy who's pretty good on a broom. She's been to a lot of different gyms and hasn't managed to get a Charizard just yet. Yeah, she hasn't beat the Volcano Master. (laughs) She's impressed with what she sees. Maybe he'll want to trade with me. All right. (laughs) We'll see him down on the ground. Smash cut to the hallway outside of broom class. Minerva McGonagall stops Harry and grabs him by his wizard sleeve. Uh, She says, I have someone I'd like you to meet. She kicks down the door of Defense Against the Dark Arts, which is impotently being taught by old stuttering Quirrell, who's showing off in Iguana. Yeah. The darkest of (laughs) reptiles, a vegetarian lizard that just wants to sit on a hot rock. You you have... Precious moments before you can lower the, the, the temperature below 55 degrees and then they'll fall off his stick and you're sa- safe. <laughs> uh, professor, uh, may I borrow Oliver Wood for a moment? I don't care if you say yes or no, I'm alphaing you <laughs> and taking the boy. Uh, she grabs the soon to be handsome Oliver Wood and uh, takes him out into the field. I believe I've found you a seeker, Mr. Wood. Oliver uh, swallows his indignation that this woman is making choices for his team. (laughs) Uh, But he also respects that she was uh, quite a seeker in her day herself. Oh, was she? Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) She is now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she's been telling Wood for weeks. (laughs) You know, it's quite the seeker in my day, Mr. Wood. (laughs) Um... Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, Harry doesn't know what a seeker is, but he's just happy to be included. Smash cut to the staircase after dinner time. Harry, Ron, and Gollum Weasley are heading back to the old common room of Gryffindor. The beds still have not arrived. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. There was a a strike with the Teamsters Union, so UPS is shut down for a little bit. This is topical, everybody. We are recording on June 17th. Thank you. June 17th, 2023, and there's probably going to be a strike at UPS. Uh, anyway, uh, go go workers, my fellow comrades. Um, <laughs> Rise up! 
Mm-hmm. Oh, precious, precious, the stairs are moving, and it's not just because I'm dizzy from malnutrition. <laughs> True to form, the Hogwarts stairs are real pieces of shit, and these kids get redirected from one part of the temple level to another floor where the key isn't even to be found. How are they going to solve this one? I've been playing a lot of Zelda. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it has deposited them on the forbidden third floor. The murdering floor. Uh-oh. They hear Jason Voorhees tearing around just like offing teenagers. <laughs> Well, let's not go down that direction, says Hermione, and they head off to the right, when suddenly Argus Filch, a.k.a. Walder Frey from Game of Thrones, the most interesting pervert in the Red Wedding, uh, shows his sinister, mean man face. By the way, that actor was in an action movie with Michael Caine, and Michael Caine fucking has a gun and goes get does revenge justice on gangland England. And they're like retirees. It's amazing. It's real sad and dark, but... Well, I'll watch it. It's called like Rory Brown or something. Super sad, but... You know, Michael Caine doesn't get much action these days. Anyway, hey, what are you kids doing over here? It's me, Mr. Filch. (laughs) I don't like kids. I don't like much of anything except my beautiful cat, Miss Norris, who might have the soul of a beautiful lady, or it might just be a cat with weird eyes. Uh, uh, Mr. Filch, you're really covering a lot of territory right now. And uh, your your cat, I believe, if I was going to guess, probably demon, because those are red eyes. I don't know. Hey, the wizarding world has a strange relationship with Satan and his armies. (laughs) So let's not rush the judgment. Anyway, I fucking hate kids. (laughs) So I'm going to chase you. I'm going to get you. And when I get you, I'm going to squeeze the life out of you. Ah! The kids run away. And... Um, uh, Hermione Granger, remembering her studies, casts Aloha Mora, which is Hello Mora in Hawaiian. <laughs> That's, and Goodbye Mora wow. in Hawaiian. <laughs> Excellent. How multicultural of us. Um, yeah, and it unlocks the forbidden door. They get in there, ha, 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 uh, comically resting their backs against the locked door. As suddenly they see an evil monster. It's a dog with three heads. A Cerberus, if you nasty. It's sleeping. It's totally fine. But kids are surprised to see such old CGI. And they all, (laughs) in unison, scream like they're in a Nickelodeon show. Ah! Green Gak falls from the ceiling, <laughs> covering them, making the doorknob too slick to turn. They're trapped with the beast. <laughs> <laughs> quickly, children, quickly, says Mark Summers, host of Double Dare. <laughs> Through this uh, foam mouth, he opens up a foam mouth in the floor, and the kids slide through that gack, grabbing the flag at the end. And they are safe. I, I love this reference. <laughs> if there was a big crowd, so many of them would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is Double Dare? Who is Mark Summers? What is Gak? You're so old. God damn <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter is an old movie. Yeah, it is. No. <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving on. Oh. Uh, uh, what the fuck was that, Precious? That was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Why would they put a dog in a room? 
Did you look on the other side of the flag that we got from the giant vat of tapioca as we were going down the slide? No, I was busy running for my life because that dog had three heads. Surprised you didn't notice it. Little Miss notices educational things. I, I did notice. I did count thrice. And then we fell through the floor, at which point I grabbed the flag, and on the other side of the flag, there was another trapdoor that clearly the three-headed dog, a Cerberus, was guarding. It was guarding a Dorisus? It was guarding a Leviosa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wink. They share a moment. Maybe they'll fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. They're like a real Kate and Petruchio. They're never getting together. <clears throat> Shakespeare, nice. anybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, smash cut to the dining hall. Um, wait, smash cut to the hallway before the dining hall. <laughs> um, they've just taken charms class, and Ron is fuming because he still couldn't get his feather erect. And Hermione was really jagging on his pronunciation of the spell incantation. Ugh. Oh, wait. Ugh. She was all like, um, it's not Leviosa, it's Leviosa. Jeez, Harry, no wonder she doesn't have any friends. Call him, call him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Ron. It just seems that she was really enthusiastic about her education and thought you would share that enthusiasm. Um, oh, oh! Don't she... high road me, you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! I forgive you. Uh, I understand uh, what it's like to be in your position. Uh, from where I see it, I just. Uh... I see what's happening here. All right, well, fuck you, <laughs> and fuck Hermione Granger. She thinks she's so great. She's not. She sucks. <laughs> says Gollum to the entire courtyard. Uh, turning right behind him, he sees Hermione uh, with a, a happy birthday Ron card she made herself. <laughs> Tears fill her smart, smart eyes. She drops the card and scrambles back to the only place where a, a, a young person feels safe. The toilet. The, pub, the public bathroom. <laughs> yeah, weird. <laughs> Let me go feel sad in the bathroom, not with like, well, if she doesn't have any friends, then maybe she doesn't want to go to her colleagues to, to cry. Yeah. She could, uh, there's, there's I mean, no is, other... isn't there a Hufflepuff who's willing to give her a pastry or something? Probably. But and a hug. The, the, the sorting hat put an end to all that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Toilet cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's going on in the toilet? Uh, <laughs> Ron and... Ron and uh, Gollum, wait, no, <laughs> Harry and Gollum Ron <laughs> are looking for their friend because they, they saw her run in there. All right, Harry, I tell you what, we'll pop into the women's lavatory just for a moment, but it, it's a feast going on outside, <laughs> and I know Dumbledore's there, and he's going to say something crazy, and it's going to be fun. Uh, so I'm going to, like, one foot in the lavatory and one foot out and just listen and I'm going to, oh, they hear uh, the scared, uh, tremulous voice of Professor Quirrell. You guys, I was just in the dungeon, and there's some sort of a troll in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quirrell, uh, composing himself, says, 
Thought you might like to know. <laughs> and then passes out right on his front face. In a pool of his own urine. Mmm. That's, that's wizard urine. Tastes like butter. That's in that dining hall. There's kids trying to eat dinner next to that guy. Well, they're eating weird wizard food, that's like true. spotted dick. Yeah. And tomatoes. It's all 20% urine Beans. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that, their first years. Yeah. <laughs> At least one of them has to have pee pants at all times. It's just statistics. True. Which they don't know. <laughs> which they'll never know. <laughs> Me too. Anyway. Uh, oh, it appears a troll has happened. Um, is it one of those nice trolls from the 90s with fun hair? Or is it... A bad troll, like from Lord of the Rings, that's like, I want some meats. Uh, kind of in the middle. Split the diff? Yeah. All right. It's kind of a Shrek. Yeah. All right. Um, so, oh, silence, says Dumbledore, calming everybody who's flipping out. The uh, adults will go to the dungeon and execute the troll, and you children calmly return to the fallout shelter. Uh, this will all be done by morning. Um, so everybody knows where they're supposed to go, and yet the kids still comically scream and vault over each other to escape the most delicious feast that these thankless house elves have been building all day, but never mind that. Smash cut to the girl's lavatory. Hermione is crying, and she's been crying for hours, so now it's just like Salt dust coming out painfully. Just dry, heaving bah, sobs. Bah, bah, bah. Um, when suddenly she hears a familiar sound. <coughs> Don't come in. I want to be alone with my feelings. <coughs> Harry? <coughs> Ron? <coughs> <coughs> Uh-oh. It's uh, the Sand People. It's a Tuscan Raider <laughs> from Star Wars. And this is not a Tuscan Raider restroom. We are not gender neutral yet here. He is immediately crushed in the ground under the foot of a giant 20-foot troll who was right behind him the whole time. He was trying to warn Hermione that there was a troll coming. What's this? A Tuscan Raider <laughs> trying to get in the girls' restroom? I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, Shrek, neither do I. Thanks, Dunkey. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I guess we shouldn't be in the girls' room. I want to look around. I've never been in the land of the ladies. Have you ever smashed a lady's laboratory? No, I'm a, I'm a donkey, Shrek. I don't do things like that. I'm polite. Let's just give this one sink the old smashy-washy. <laughs> uh, the troll hoists its um stump? A tree club? Shillelagh? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Like a maximum shillelagh. Maximum shillelagh. <laughs> and deals 10 stun damage to the sink, which crumples and crumbles in magical form. Hermione screams, Uh-oh, we've got company. Got to kill the witness. <laughs> says, hey, Shrek, Shrek, you got to kill the witness. You can't have a witness. You got to kill the witness. <laughs> Just then, Harry and Rollum uh, roll in. <laughs> hey, stop right there, you two. Um, stupefy, says Harry, and renders the donkey senseless. It um, falls to its back and it curls up its legs like a dead bug. You know what to do, Shrek. <laughs> oh, nobody stupefies m- me, mate, and lives to tell the tale, says Shrek. 
uh, he brandishes his old stumping trunk high above his head, and Gollum Weasley practices the only magic he seems to remember. Ohio gozaimasu! He says, oh, I didn't know you'd speak another language. That wasn't a spell? No, although a remarkable amount of your spells sound like Italian. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's weird. Anyway. Anyway, I've got this club. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you stupefy my friend, so I guess I, I, guess I crush y'all. Not if I have anything to say about it, you. Harry has scaled the wall with his sticky hands and jumps on the troll's head. He jams his wand straight into the troll's nostril, piercing his brain. The troll is severely and permanently injured. It can no longer smell things or see color. Anyway, uh, the troll dies. They they murder that troll. (laughs) They get him on the ground, they put their belts together, get it around its neck, and they kill him. And it takes so long. Yeah, they, it's, it takes so long that they start to have remorse in the middle. <laughs> they are sobbing and crying, but they know they have to keep going because it'll kill them. Yeah, you think you're doing a good thing? <laughs> this will haunt you for the rest of your days. <sighs> Even Silicious Crumb, who's been laughing in the corner, gets in on the act. Helping them pull the chain collar even harder. Oh, just come, you traitor. And then with a great comic fart, the ogre is dead. Hooray! Smash cut past the very skippable Quidditch game. <laughs> to uh, the courtyard. It is Hagrid. <laughs> Would you stop singing that song around me every time? Is this how I sound? I kind of got stuck in Shrek. Hey, voice choice. How's Hagrid sound now? Yeah. Let's let you guys figure that out. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I say, what are you three children doing out of bed following me around to my hut? Says Hagrid, the great woolly man. We had a few questions. Uh, I, I, I assume that you heard about we um, we killed uh, killed an ogre. Yes, I do not condone the death of magical beasts. We didn't condone it. It was we had to. Um, I don't. I'm going to start crying again. I don't want to talk about it. The point is, that Snape was in there and his leg got hurt, and we want to know why it was in there and what you know about the distraction. All right, all right. Stop your blubbering, you bucket he of boats. begging us. He's in here, kids. Okay. We, a lot of creatures have kids. Doesn't mean they get to live all the time. Anyway, get into my hut. I have some illegal shit going down. You weren't followed, were you? No. Good. Now lock the door behind you. All right. Now, you may cry if you wish, but while you do it, just try to be chill because I have to... I have to warm up this illegal dragon egg and also um, harvest my marijuana plant. (laughs) So the kids insist that old Severus Snape is a real baddie. Um, They say he let the troll out. Thank you, uh, Hedwig. They they say that he set Harry Potter on fire during the Squidditch match. 
Um, and they're like, it can be no other way. It must be Snape. He's such a D-bag. Uh, now, children, you should know Professor Snape is a professor, and he's protecting the thing that I got out of the Gringotts Bank for uh, Dumbledore. He is on our side. Uh, and uh, furthermore, you shouldn't have been wandering around the third floor and interacting with Fluffy the Cerberus because uh, only two people know how to disarm Fluffy, and that's me and Dumbledore. And furthermore, the thing that Fluffy is guarding is only the private business of Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. Oh my, I've spilled the beans. I should not have said that. Hagrid, like the worst interrogee ever, you know, like... No waterboarding necessary. No. He will spill it. I'll die before I'll tell you any of the things I'm about to tell you. <laughs> yeah, so the kids um, gain some more side quests in their little inventory mm -hmm. menu. Um, and suddenly... Uh, uh, life finds a way. Um, the dragon egg splashes open and a CGI little creature covered in mucus slurps out of its egg. Uh, oh, oh my, uh, I've hatched an illegal dragon and I'm going to name him Norbert. Don't tell anyone, okay, kids? I'm sure I can keep this fire-breathing death animal uh, quiet uh, around... An institution full of people who are interested in learning and seeing new things. Harry and Ron know that snitches get stitches, Hagrid. We're not saying shit. Yeah, high five, bitch. <laughs> uh, they high five each other. They, they think snitches get stitches is hilarious. Because they're just first graders. <laughs> um, We're a tight unit now that we've got a body on us. <laughs> Speaking of tight units, is that Michael Caine in the window? No, it's the slicked back hair of Graco Malfoy. Uh, Uh-oh, he is using his peepers to record all the illegalities and uh, infractions within Hagrid's hut. Hagrid's going downtown. Smash cut, the restricted section of the library. It's like mosey on ahead. Yeah. Uh, Christmas has come and gone, and Harry has gotten the first present of his life, an invisibility cloak from a mysterious donor. Uh, he is wearing his cloak of invisibility and wandering around in a place that he shouldn't be, the evil books section. We see all sorts of banned books. And there's the one... in the ride. I'm so dumb, I don't even know the books that have been banned. Mouse. Thank you. Okay. Uh, critical Race Theory 101. Um, yeah, he opens a book, and inside is a CGI blue man group guy who's screaming. It's fucked up that such a book exists. He doesn't make any noise, but he's playing a drum with paint on it, and it's getting everywhere. You think he's eating a marshmallow, but actually it's a cream cheese. Sorry, a little peek behind the blue man curtain for y'all. It's not marshmallow. It's wads of cream cheese. That's how they fit so many in their mouths. Uh, yeah. PVC pipe drumming aside, um, Argus Filchio has once again heard noises in the forbidden places of the castle. Uh, what's this? Some children out of bed? Time for old Filchy to get Zilchy. He says he takes his small uh, pocket knife out and begins to pursue. Um, Harry uh, re-invisibles himself and scampers off into uh, a distant corridor on the Forbidden Zone. 
Filch does a couple of test stabs, and you can tell from the downward angle, this isn't the first time he's gone hunting children <laughs> in the library. <laughs> um, Harry uh, suddenly sees two familiar faces. It's Professor Snape and Professor Quirrell. Oh, are they having a lover's tryst in secret? Is that why this floor is forbidden? Nope. It's not the faculty makeout floor. <laughs> Snape is, he just dones right against the wall and is cornering Quirrell. You don't want to make an enemy of me, Professor Quirrell. You need to think about where your loyalties lie. He says in his Alan Rickmanian voice. Oh, my God, <laughs> says Harry from underneath his invisible cloak. It's just, just new, uh, new feelings are just blossoming and burgeoning in him at the sight of this intense exchange. This is my awakening. <laughs> um, no, no, it's not, says uh, Peeves, the ghost left out of the movies. <laughs> You're too young to have sexual feelings, and uh, this is a non-consensual situation, so just focus on your, your wizard trading cards. Can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, Oh, please. Jesus, God. What a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Peeves winks at the camera and is absorbed. <laughs> My soul. Um, yeah, Quirrell uh, shudders and, and stumbles and staggers. Uh, he seems to uh, comply with Snape, but also a little cheekily, like holding his crossed fingers behind his back, like he's lying that he's going to be cool from now on. And Harry's like, oh, these guys can deal with this. Harry um, continues la-la-lying down the uh, forbidden tube, and he discovers the disco room. <laughs> oh, shit! Funky disco balls. Polizei. Um, Harry's getting real, real ravey when he notices uh, a very special mirror. It's not partying at all. In fact, it's it's just kind of casually looking elegant. Um, Harry walks up to it. He's like, "Oh, I've never seen such a cool mirror. I'll look inside." <gasps> Ginger. <laughs> a ginger stands in front of him smiling in a maternal way oh my gourd gorsh it's me ma and pa and they're alive and they're standing in the mirror and they're smiling at me as though i did something good i i'm unused to this gaze no one's ever looked at me this way in my whole fucking life should i be afraid wait could this be uh could this be where they are? Do I just need to break open this mirror to free my parents? Yeah! <laughs> Harry grabs his wizard hammer, uh, tilts it back real far, and it's suddenly stopped midair by the bony but firm hand of Albus Jumblejor. <laughs> it does not do to hammer the mirror of Erised, young Potter. You don't tell me what to do, old man. <laughs> I'm going to get those parents. No. <laughs> Harry drops the hammer and smacks straight into the mirror, but he can't seem to pierce the veil. It's not like platform nine and three quarters. It's firm, silvered glass. Harry, that mirror does not provide you with truth, justice, or the American way. 
It only shows the viewer what their heart's deepest desire is. Men have gone mad staring into that mirror over the years, much like World of Warcraft. (laughs) It only shows you a glimpse of the life that could be, but shall never be if you spend your life looking into it. It does not do to dwell on dreams. The most, like, poetic and fucking sad line in this movie like sorry kid don't focus on your dreams just live in the here and now which is good advice but sad advice don't don't you can't just live with your head in the clouds now can you get down to your unicorn riding class now yeah before magic lunch shows up Sorry. I need you to be grounded here. <laughs> there are some things that are simply unobtainable. By the way, love spells, love potions exist, um, but I can't bring anyone back from the dead, except for Voldemort later. But, you know, yeah. let your parents go. You just, I need you to be a regular kid, except for you're a celebrity and everyone in the world knows you. You might be unkillable, because <laughs> the wizard Hitler couldn't kill you. <laughs> anyway... Let's, uh, let's uh, put the mirror to bed for now, and tomorrow I'll ship it off somewhere where you'll never fucking see it again. Now get to bed! Uh, Dumbledore erupts into a cloud of bats, and <laughs> Harry, terrified, returns to the Gryffindor common room. Do, 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 do. Uh, they go Son back to the enemy. library. No one cares. Uh... <laughs> Hagrid does stuff, duh. Ron puts his butt in a custard. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you can't skip that. (laughs) Uh, Smash cut, too. Ron puts his butt in a custard. Ooh, it feels cold on my cheeks. When suddenly, uh, uh, Professor McGonagall spots Ron disobeying the school code. Mr. Weasley, uh, you get detention for your infraction against that custard. Custard bummery. Many house elves worked very hard for several hours to produce that. And that was meant to sit on a table and not be eaten and just be scooped into the waste bin. Uh, And where's your stupid friend Harry Potter? And Draco Malfoy? Uh, She um, apparates them into existence. For being friends with this disgusting little creature, you are all given detention. And detention tonight will be served in the dark forest where you were strictly warned you would die if you entered. But don't worry, a big, blubbering, emotional giant man will lead you there and his admittedly cowardly dog. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. Snitches do indeed get stitches, and she apparates uh, Draco there as well. Kapoofy. But I didn't shut it. <laughs> All right. Um, we are running low on time, so my my beautiful audience, we are going to have to start broom speeding through Harry Potter. <laughs> Yay! Goggles on, everybody. Okay, because there's a slightly better show that's coming in soon. Um, Dark Forest cut. Hagrid throws the kids forward. Get into that forest and find me a dead unicorn. And the blood's worth something, isn't it? Draco and Harry stumble off to the side, and they find a dead unicorn with a hideous leech monster kind of floating above it, drinking its blood. Could this be the ghost of Voldemort? We didn't mention him earlier, but that's the guy that killed Harry's parents. The ghost thing just flutters off, fucks right off the minute it sees them. It's not ready. But then they are met with an even more terrifying visage. 
Centaur dongs. The, the naked centaurs. <laughs> they weren't just a legend or to put there to scare the kids. They're real. Hello, boys. It's me, Exposition Centaur. <laughs> that was Voldemort. He's not dead yet, and he's surviving by bleeding unicorns. Their blood is delicious, but it does make you feel bad for the rest of your life. Anyway, have you heard of the Sorcerer's Stone? Yeah, Dumbledore's got it inside Hogwarts, but it's hidden. Only someone who doesn't want to use it can find it. That might be helpful in the future. Nicholas Flamel, he's a guy who was involved with it, but let's not worry about that today. Um, oh, it's uh, time for Euchre. Bye. <laughs> smash cut to... Mm, what are we smashing to, old boy? <laughs> uh, um, uh... Uh, the thir- forbidden third floor yet again our trio of friends uh, heads up the kooky staircase and they see a poster slapped on the side that says uh, just a warning to anyone trying to get into danger today Dumbledore is in London off on business so don't do anything dangerous because you can't get deus ex machina out of trouble this time only Dumbledore can save you don't mess around what? What's that say? I can't read. <laughs> At the bottom is Dennis Nedry going, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Please! God damn, I hate this hacker crap. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Um, so, the three best friends bust into Fluffy's chamber. Uh, Fluffy, the, the good-natured but savage dog, starts barking and drooling at them. Um... Avada Kedavra, screams Hermione, and the dog is rent limb from limb. I got some grown-up textbooks and studied ahead. Bloody hell, Hermione, I'm glad we're on your side. Are you? (laughs) They slide down through the double dare jaws and into the devil's snare, says Metallica's guitarist. And uh, the devil's snare snatches and slatches at them, much like quicksand and kind of like poison ivy from Batman and just hentai tentacles. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to H.R. Giger's Fun Squeeze Notarium. I am going to make an inky tentacle vest for you. You might remember me as the artist who created the xenomorph from Alien, the psycho-cybersexuality of man and machine and nature has grasped your children. Do not fight it. Only you can escape by being relaxed. It is the inverse of your reaction that will fuel your own demise. I am so tired. (laughs) H.R. Giger climbs back into the ventilation ducts where he belongs. Uh, And the children learn that the only way to deal with adversity is just relax and accept it. They are dropped down through the vines into the key chamber. Uh, Harry checks his Nintendo Zelda map and he sees they are pretty close to the Philosopher's Stone or whatever. Uh, Keys are in the air and it's not just a fun uh, decorative theme that Target decided upon. There are like... Keys with bug wings flying around. It's disgusting. Use a fucking passcode like a fob. Anyway, one of them is old and has a broken wing and dies midair. Harry catches it just like it's a snitch. Oh, nice. Uh, He plunges it into the keyhole of uh, the penultimate door, and they open it and slip on through. The rest of the keys um, just lay key eggs in their key nests and live a key life. 
Key Largo, Montego, <laughs> baby, why don't we go? To the next room, which is a gigantic chessboard. Oh, shit. Thank God it's not Wizard Go, because <laughs> they don't know how to play that one. <laughs> Neither do I. Um, <laughs> it is a chessboard, and earlier we saw Chewbacca and C-3PO playing chess, <laughs> and so we know it's brutal here in Wizardrania. Um, uh <laughs> What, what should we do, Galron? Uh, it seems like we can't pass this board. I can't do it. Just, just try. <laughs> We're all friends here. Me wants you to mount up. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Regulators, <laughs> mount up. Uh, yeah, the children get on the chess. They play a good game of chess, which is unbelievable because they're children. Um, Ron sacrifices himself somehow, and his big horse statue gets pierced in the butt. If you strikes me down, I'll become more powerful than you could possibly <laughs> imagine. Well, now I'm going to do it the rest of the time. Yeah, show. you're hooked. I made it through the barrier. You went, you went over. Um, yeah, uh, Ron, I guess, is uh, stunned for three turns. Um, and her, Harry, being a blatant sexist, is like, Hermione, you know more about magic than any of us. Stay behind with Ron and be the nurse and take care of him. Don't help me to defeat the greatest evil we've ever known. Um, yeah, so you just chill out and, I guess, like, uh, pet his back or something. <laughs> Keep his hair out of the way if he throws up. <laughs> yeah. Um, can do, Hermione uncharacteristically agrees. Finally, Harry enters the final room, putting the boss key into the dungeon door. It opens dramatically, and dramatically, he sees it's no longer a room, but a little amphitheater, like from ancient Greece, uh, where Greek people, uh, would write a play about sacrificing a human, um, they, I don't think they ever sacrificed humans in ancient Greece. I hope not. But uh, there's an altar and there's flames. Oh, it's the best. There's an allegory. Yes. There, and standing there um, in all of his turbaned regalia is Professor Quirrell, the most incompetent buffoon in Hogwarts. Quirrell is enchanted by what he sees in the mirror. And Harry... Uh, it takes a moment to feel an honest beat of sympathy for this grown man who seems to be lost in his dreams, just like Harry was. Maybe we're not so different after all, Professor. Harry says, Quirrell whirls on him. What are you doing here? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I misread the situation entirely. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Quirrell uses his force powers and drags Harry forward within striking distance. Gack, Harry says. Oh, Harry Potter, I've been waiting for this day. You thought I was a simple stuttering Professor Quirrell all along, but I was really a bad, bad man. I am here to collect the Sorcerer's Stone so the evil Lord Voldemort can be resurrected by the immortality juice that you can squeeze out of it every night at 12 <laughs> and 10 central. <laughs> But I haven't got the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone. I, I don't even want to use such a thing. Harry glimpses into the mirror, and instead of seeing his dead parents, he sees himself. What? 
this version of Harry Potter is a little cheeky. <laughs> it gives him a little wink and then pulls out of his pocket. Starts doing a little Pulls out of his pocket the philosopher's bath bomb coveted by all wizards. Its irregular shape is immistakable. Mirror Harry puts it back in his mirror pants. And real life Harry feels a sudden weight in his pants. It's not shit this time. <laughs> it's worth checking twice, though, because usually... Yeah. Usually. See, so he pats his butt, clear. <laughs> he pats his pocket like an idiot because he just made himself a mark to every pickpocket <laughs> on the CTA. Anyway, um, and Quirrell notices, ah, the stone is in your pants. The lonely place in Hogwarts I forgot to check. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. There's someone on the other line who wants to talk with you. Uh, Quirrell starts um, invisible manning, unwrapping his turban. I knew you weren't religious, Harry says. Quirrell turns around, and on the other side of his bald head behind the turban was the Dark Lord himself, Elliot Voldemort. (laughs) Creepily... CGI. Yeah. <laughs> Pre um, Rafe finds Voldemort face. Yeah. Looks at Harry. Harry Potter, the boy who lived. I see you have a little bobble in your pocket. Wait, wait, my, my arm's facing the wrong It's backwards. Way. Don't point it's it. It's all elbows. Shit. Don't do it into the mirror, you <laughs> idiot. Oh, I didn't plan. Oh, shit. Anyway, if you give me that stone, you can join me, and we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Wouldn't you like that, Harry? Harry thinks about it. I would like to have a father figure, but since coming to Hogwarts, I've got like three to five already. So no, no deal. So a lot of competition to to kind of be that mentor for me because I'm. I'm pretty yeah. special. I don't sort know of if you've a big heard. Deal. Yeah, I've got a bright future. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I'll just be fucking right off to the Gryffindor dorm, and I'm telling Dumbledore on you when he gets. Bah! <laughs> Suddenly, Harry is grabbed bodily by the throat. That's some old magic. <laughs> Quirrell's just like Homer Bart Simpsoning him season one and strangling the fuck out of the boy. Gack, 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 Harry says. He, he grabs Quirrell's uh, mean British hands, uh, desperately trying to wrestle him off, uh, when suddenly he feels the hotness. Oh, my, the hotness of the Lord hath taken my palms, he says. And Quirrell's hand begins smoking, cracking, and diminishing into ash. Quirrell screams, must be the money. affliction given unto thee. Oh, the holy affliction is in me. Mm, Must be something in his blood. Uh, uh, What has happened? Kill the boy, you idiot. It's not too late. Grab your wand. Stop touching him. <laughs> Quirrell bends down to grab his wand, and Harry, catching wise, takes both of his fucking magic palms and just 
claps him over Quirrell's ears, deafening him. <laughs> Pretty cruel. And also obliterating Quirrell's head, which pops and smashes into an explosion of ash confetti. Oh, it hurts so badly, Quirrell says. And his body just turns into a suit full of dukes. <laughs> Hog dukes. <laughs> Dukes. Honey Dukes. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, I must be a magical weapon, says Harry, marveling at his Thanos hands. <laughs> I, can, I, can I ever touch anyone else again? Is this, am, this just how I live? <laughs> am I an X-Man? Am I going to have to rogue it from now on? While deep in thought, a billowing cloud of evil flourishes up from the hog slop road. Lacking any other uh, option or any ability to do magic, Voldemort does the one thing that he already knows is pretty fatal and just rushes him. Yeah. <laughs> Body blow. <laughs> Rips just, just ghosts right through his chest and nobody likes that. No. Ooh, cold. Ooh. Yeah. Harry says, uh, the Voldemort CGI specter flies away into the night and Harry collapses unconscious. Smash cut to the brightly lit hospital room. Oh, in Rivendell, probably, or something. <laughs> All uh, of his old friends are there from the fellowship. Gandalf! <laughs> yeah, um, uh, old Dumbledore uh, is standing on Harry's bed looking over him. It's about fucking time, he says. Uh, you've been asleep for two weeks. We thought you'd never wake up and we'd have to sever your hands and turn them into magic weapons. <laughs> oh, what a horrible experience I had, Dumbledore. Uh, what was all that about? Could you exposition me now that all the adventure is over? Yes, Harry. You see, Quirrell was infected with a bad case of the Valds. <laughs> and the evil Voldemort was using him uh, sort of as a a katamari ball to, to roll up life force. And he wanted to kill you, but uh, you were able to disintegrate him with the greatest magic of all, mother's love, which apparently is living in your skin. You're just dripping with it. Oh. I guess no one else's mother ever loved them because <laughs> this is the first we've seen of this. <laughs> It's old magic, you know, Cthulhu-era shit, so we don't like to dabble in that. And wizard children are separated from their mothers at birth and sent to the uh, brain perfectorum. The weeding pits. <laughs> where, where they On Wizardarium Prime. <laughs> On planet Wizardarium Prime, where they are selected by their ability to be compliant, and those uncompliant are turned into cakes. <laughs> I apologize. There was important expositional information I could have given you earlier in this adventure that probably would have made it easier. I promise I'll never do that again. Oh, you, Harry says, and they both wink at each other over and over and over again. <laughs> it's a wizard thing. Flash cut to the dining hall. It's their last night in Hogwarts for the year. So, welcome, wizards! As you know, we've been tabulating the scores about your value to us. And, 
Snakey's wins! And it's not just because of the generous grant they provided. <laughs> From the Malfoy Foundation. <laughs> but thank you very much for the new arts and entertainment complex which we will be constructing over the lake this summer. Lucius Land. <laughs> uh, however, this just in, uh, due to saving... All of you from resurrecting Wizard Hitler. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me change all of the banners so that all these kids think they won. Ah! <laughs> oh, yeah. Snakes, good. Good. Pat each other on the back. Good loud cheer out of you. Yes. Ah, uh, Gryffindor gets 10,000 freebie points for being my favorite. Just like Candy Muse in RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, you don't get it, but your kids will love that joke. <laughs> anyway, Gryffindor wins as per usual. Havanagila, Havanagila. Well, you thought the wizards were Christians? <laughs> Fuck you. They all dance and sing throughout the night until the final day at the train station. Oh, the friends sadly say goodbye to each other as they hop on board the Mugen train. And Harry loads the last of his wizardly belongings. He has belongings now. He has a pair of blue jeans. Can you believe it? American. Amazing. Uh, and Rubius Hagrid bids, the, bids them all a fond farewell, waving his huge flapping arm in the sky, saying, Bye-bye, choo-choo train. <laughs> Bye-bye, choo-choo train. I will miss you. I hope to see you again, and perhaps next year, things will go very, very smoothly. Come on, R2. Meanwhile, there's a smash cut to, uh, to Dudley Dursley just slowly wrapping his fists. <laughs> I can't wait for that Harry Potter to come off. <laughs> He's going to get it this time. This has been Muffed Movies Live! Oh my gosh! We did it! Thank you all so, so much for coming out. It has been awesome. I love doing this live. Thank you to Otherworld Theater for hosting us. Um, yeah, thank you for playing. Uh, thank you for listening. And please, tell your friends about this show. Come back. We're doing it five, at least five more times on Saturdays at 3 p.m. in June and July of 2023. It's going to be awesome. And if you haven't yet, go see Puffs at Otherworld Theater. How about a final round of applause for Dave Stecco? And a round of applause for Mark Solo. Oh, hey there, Husky Dogs. Thank you so much for coming out. Enjoy the rest of your time on this earth. Keep on muffin and don't stop huffle puffin. Good night. Woo! Woo! <laughs>